Congressman Dean Phillips from Minnesota. He's got a fascinating background. He's actually quite an entrepreneur. Uh, he represents Minnesota's uh, third congressional district in Congress. He's running as a Democrat on the ballot here in New Hampshire in the first of the nation presidential primary. I don't think Congressman Phillips thinks that voting here, if you're a Democrat or undeclared or independent, is detrimental to electing a president. Congressman, thanks for being with us. Good morning, New Hampshire, the pulse of an H. Good morning, Jack, and thanks for making this Minnesotan feel so comfortable with uh, New Hampshire weather. <laughs> Boy, this is not this is not a stretch for you at all, right? No, in fact, I'm I'm sweating this morning. It's a little too little too warm for me at 26 degrees. Well, you have some New England roots. I think you went to Brown University <laughs> yeah. before going back to Minnesota. But you have a fascinating background on the business side. You do a lot in the community in Minnesota, but you're also fairly, you know respected member of Congress. Why are you running for president? I'll tell you, Jack, uh, for a lot of reasons. First of all, uh, the country wants to turn the page from Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, that's saying the quiet part out loud. We all know that. And the country is facing a lot of challenges. Uh, people are deeply struggling with uh, life becoming unaffordable. We have chaos at our southern border. We have war around the world. And I, I know that Americans, as I speak to them, both here in the Granite State and around the country, uh, want change. Uh, the other issue is what you just referred to, the fact that the Democratic Party is literally disenfranchising voters, disenfranchising candidates, and suppressing debate uh, is egregious, it is dangerous, uh, and I feel it is a personal responsibility uh, to demonstrate the courage necessary right now to point out what is happening based on our two parties uh, that I believe increasingly are working against Americans. And I'm on a double mission uh, to become the United States president and return common sense to the White House, but also to expose the corruption of this two-party system that is increasingly, I think, dangerous to democracy. And as you just noted, that letter from the Democratic National Committee uh, to the New Hampshire Democratic Party is one of the most appalling, disgusting, shocking affronts to democracy I've ever seen. Calling the first-in-the-nation primary meaningless to tell voters that their vote does not count. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words, Jack, and that's why I'm running for president, because we cannot continue to dismiss such corruption. I say in my show, Congressman Dean Phillips, Minnesota, he'll tell you the website, and I want to know what kind of reaction you're getting from voters here, because I think what the national media uh, thinks is not really happening. I think I think there's an understory here, but you, when I heard this about this letter, Congressman, over the weekend, two things popped in my mind when I was out working out. One was, it's almost like organized crime when they let the local business owners know that this is how they're going to do business, and they're not going to be open or they're going to have to pay, you know, listening to the bosses. You know, for a party, the Democrat Party exactly. nationally talks a lot about free and open elections, easier same-day registration, uh, or, you know, voting early, all these things. And yet when it comes to electing their own nominee or nominating, it's almost like they want to anoint or muscle or pick and not have early voters have a say. Am I, am I off base on that? No, Jack, just you're, you're absolutely right. Our founders did not establish the United States of America to have coronations. The whole point of the American Revolution was to prevent, to prevent the very coronations that my party, the Democratic Party, is pursuing once again with Joe Biden. We are supposed to have competitions. But instead, and it's not just New Hampshire, by the way, I hope all the listeners are aware of this, the Democratic Party of Florida decided there would only be one name on the ballot and that there would be no presidential primary because Joe Biden already won. So no primary in Florida. The North Carolina Democratic Party decided there would be one name on the ballot. That's Joe Biden. So that there's no need for voters to opine. I can't imagine anything 
more antithetical to democracy than that. And frankly, this is exactly what they do in Iran. This is what they do in Russia. They literally arbitrarily take names off the ballot, and we can't have it. Are you, do you, are you taking heat or pressure from the National Democrats for running here as a candidate, as a Democrat? Absolutely, and I'm, I'm willing to take it because uh, the pain of those attacks is nothing compared to the pain and anger that so many Americans are feeling. Disgusted with the dysfunction and corruption in Washington, uh, appalled that their government... Uh, is focused on just about everything other than what matters to most people, which is putting food on the table, ensuring you have housing and education for your kids and safety and security, and people are fed up. And rather than sit down and shut up and stay in line, which is what the party would like, I decided it's time to stand up and be pretty loud about the truth. And, of course, the Democratic Party is upset with that. Uh, But the reception I'm getting here in the Granite State and around the country is wonderful because everyday Americans... I believe, are on my side, and they're on the side of decency and common sense, integrity and competency. And what we're seeing from the parties right now, and by the way, it's both parties, yeah. uh, is appalling and dangerous, and we've got to stand up and end it. And by the way, the best way to do something about this, Jack, is vote in the primary on January 23rd. If you love the way things are going, by all means, vote for one of the two leading candidates. But if you want change, if you really want change in our country, the most important people in the United States of America on January 23rd are granite staters. Yeah. Don't let the Democratic Party disenfranchise you. Go out and vote and send a right. message. And the best way to send that message is to vote for me. What's your website, Congressman, for people to learn more? Thank you, Jack. My website is dean24.com. You can join the Dean Team, volunteer. We've got an extraordinary family here in the granite state. Uh, we're building one around the country. And this is about a lot more Uh, than just winning the presidency. This is about a fundamental shift in governance and common sense and decency and reunification uh, of this entire country. So I would love to see you and join our team, Dean24.com. You know, it's interesting, Congressman, before I let you go, because I think you're heading off to this college convention, I think, at New England Mm -hmm. uh, College, is, you know, on the Republican side, it's kind of bizarre because you have the front runner, the former President Donald Trump, uh, despite all Mm -hmm. the legal distractions, not even debating in these early debates, not even debating with the field. Uh, And then you have Joe Biden, the incumbent Democrat president, not even on the ballot here. They want the powers to be are saying right in Biden. I don't know how that's going to go. What kind of reaction are you getting? Are you feeling that you're going to get a lot of uh, independent or Democrat uh, declared voters voting for you versus writing in Joe Biden? I do. And I'll tell you that the most beautiful thing about the New Hampshire tradition, 103 years old, is that as New Hampshire goes, so will this entire Democratic primary. And just a reminder to everybody listening, if you vote for me that day, watch what changes. Uh, What a way to send a message. Uh, People are sickened by the fact that the two leading candidates are refusing to exercise the most important elemental part of democracy, which is to debate, to show up, to face the voters. And this is a wonderful way to turn the page and show the country how we do things in America. So don't let the party disenfranchise you. Show them on January 23rd uh, that you mean business, and it starts in New Hampshire, and I cannot wait to carry that banner all around the country. Dean 24, you said, is the site. Now, in the last thing, do you think you're going to you think you're going to su- surprise people? And do you think one of the reasons why the DNC is turning up the heat with this letter? And I guess part of my last question for you, Congressman, is, you know— Ray Buckley, the chairman, he's been a very effective executive chair for the Democrat State Party here. He's known nationally. 
But um, the delegation here, you know, led by Senator Shaheen and colleague of yours in Congress, I, I was hoping that I'd like to you know, hear more open uh, protests from them on their own DNC saying don't vote in New Hampshire's primary. It could be detrimental. But I guess my question is, do you, do you feel you're going to score a victory here on the 23rd as the Democrat choice? Well, I'll tell you, as someone who started this race with literally no name recognition just two months ago, I think I was at 1% or 2% in the polls. The most recent one had me about 21%. Uh, yeah, Jack, I think we're going to surprise, but that's going to be all, all up to New Hampshire voters on the 23rd. And as for the delegation, you know, that's the problem with our parties, Jack. Uh, you stay in line, you keep your mouth shut, uh, and you don't do anything to upset people because you've got to win your next election. Wow. And that's why I'm the only one in the entire Congress in the Democratic Party saying the quiet part out loud and uh, I believe New Hampshire voters are going to say the same thing on January 23rd. Well, it's very New Hampshire-esque, and um, it's pretty refreshing to hear. Congressman, best of luck. I'd love to get you back on the show at least one or two more times because you're hitting a bunch of uh, independent business owners and people that uh, across our region on a ne- network of stations, uh, four or five news talk stations, like to get you back on Good Morning New Hampshire, the Pulse of an Age. Thank you. Hey, Jack, anytime. I, I'm, unlike the president, I'm in New Hampshire about every day until the 23rd, <laughs> and I would love to be back on any time. That's so why, I'm here that's, for you, man. That's why we brought, that's why we brought the snow from uh, Minnesota. Thank you. Hey, make me feel comfortable. Thank right. you. Josh McKelvin, former uh, political, uh, political director, WMUR-TV, McKelvin Strategies, playing a big role in this college convention at New England College and the only Henniker on Earth. A little bit early, busy day. We just had Representative... Dean Phillips uh, on from Minnesota. What a refreshing interview, Josh. What a refreshing interview to have someone saying he's swimming against the powers to be in Washington in his own party to run for president. And unlike the DNC, he's not being threatened or bullied or intimidated. He doesn't think it's detrimental to actually run in the first of the nation presidential primary state. What a, what an interview. And tell us about the college convention, Josh. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you, and uh, I agree with you. It is refreshing and unfortunate to say uh, very, very welcome to actually have a candidate campaigning in New Hampshire during the New Hampshire primary. Two frontrunners of both parties are not even here. Obviously, Joe Biden not on the ballot, and Donald Trump, you know, he's made a couple of stops here, but uh, it's an unusual cycle for sure. But right now, college convention, we got a lot of college kids at the Doubletree in Manchester, and the governor, uh, Governor Sununu, is addressing them right now, really educating these kids, and this is very important about why the primary matters. It's not just a tradition. This is about a selection process. And this is a perfect example of it. You know, you have Joe Biden not on the ballot and not making his case to New Hampshire voters. That letter I thought was repugnant and insulting to Ray Buckley, the state Democratic chair, and uh, to the people in New Hampshire. I mean, basically taking the voice of it. You want to talk about voter suppression? I don't know a better definition than what we're seeing out of the DNC right now. Josh, Representative Phillips equated it to something you'd see in Tehran. The letter. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. 100%. No, no, he said he goes that he goes. He thought it was the most outrageous thing he's ever seen a letter to voters in the first in the nation presidential primary state from one of the two major parties. Don't vote. Yeah, and I really what wish the, the hell is that? I know. The federal delegation needs to start uh, speaking up on this. I know it's a difficult situation with Democrat, Democratic president in power having Democratic well, uh, uh, delegation. But this is about New Hampshire right now and democracy. Hey, and I'm really disappointed that I well, haven't heard more well, from me, I'm, any I'm, of them. I, but, want, uh, I want you to elaborate on that point. But hold on. You didn't hear it because you're at the convention. I, I asked Congressman Phillips, does he want it? Is he surprised he's not hearing more from his colleagues from New Hampshire in Congress, our delegation? And he said, Jack, they're afraid. It's like it's like you're told by the powers to be in Washington, Democrats, Republicans, 
don't do this, don't do this, do that. And the, the, he goes, they're just afraid. I, I think that's a shame. I do, too. And, and that's when you have to ask yourself, well, who do I represent? And I think there's this gut check moment. They should be representing New Hampshire and not the well, National Party. But we're going to hear from Dean Phillips and Marion Williamson for the first and only debate this morning at 1115. Uh, they're going to be debating at the Doubletree in Manchester. And it's the only one they've had. There's been a reluctance on the part of the uh, national media to acknowledge the Democratic primary. Uh, but we're going no, to try you know to get why? the court to at least they can make their case. The whole thing's it's like they're in bed together, the national media, the powers to be in Washington. You know, in the press corps today, if you cover the president, they punish you if you ask questions out of line, like, you know, an honest question. Remember Sam Donaldson? He just he didn't care. He'd ask the question. Why wasn't sure. the president here today? What? You know, so this is beginning to be such a dumbed down process. It's just in New Hampshire. People should be fighting for our primary. It's something we should not take for granted. Phillips knew how many years old it is. I mean, he actually knew about, more about our primary than some of the Democrats here. Do you think he's going to do well? In the in the primary in the twenty third versus Biden's right in or not? What do you think, Josh? Right, and that's why I would urge anyone who's thinking about writing in Joe Biden's name consider this: Joe Biden will likely survive a loss in New Hampshire. If you're a fan of Joe Biden, New Hampshire, the primary and its place in the process will be in deep peril and may not survive a Biden victory. Why would we re- reward a no show? I, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, you just said if you're a Biden fan. I don't know how many there are out there in New Hampshire. Have you seen a lot of Biden signs? I, Other than right in, I've seen a few in Portsmouth. That's about it. Well, we'll find out on Election Day, but just not in New Hampshire since his name's not on the ballot. <laughs> All right, Josh, oh. good luck with the convention. Good luck with the debate. I know you're moderating that. We'll get you back on tomorrow morning. Thanks, Thank sir. you, Josh. Doug Tegden, Worldwide Market Perspective, going a little bit early as we'll have more uh, with New Hampshire's primary 15 days to go. Uh, Doug, I guess 2024, we're trying to get a handle on it all. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, we had a little bit of a little, little bit of a little bit of white stuff. This what, what did you Always get? What did you get? get? Some snow on the ground. What did you get in the Upper Valley? We got about eight inches. Yeah, uh, up here, up here on the, the lee of Moose Mountain. Some places closer to five inches, but you know, a reasonable storm. Got yeah. another one on the way, I guess. Yeah, well, it was a good coastal storm. About at least fourteen, fifteen inches in uh, Portsmouth and Southern Maine on the coast. Oh wow. Oh, wow, that's great. Yep. I mean, great great from my perspective. I'm a skier. All right. Well, let's I, – I talked with someone yesterday uh, over the weekend. Can't figure out. A lot of people who kind of got used to working from home during the craziness of the last years, I don't even like to say the C word, all the crazy policies that went with that, um, kind of want to keep working from home. Employers are trying to get people back into traditional jobs, people looking at the gig economy. And I, a lot of cra- – I can't – a lot of people can't get their handle on – how are people making money? Where are they making money? And, um, you know, um, interest rates aren't going to go up. I know that. Maybe come down in five, four or five months a little bit. Uh, but real estate's definitely slowed down, but it's also time of year. So get what's going on? Well, I think real estate is actually in a fairly decent place with interest rates having fallen and and projected to fall further. Um, the biggest concern, of course, is affordability. Where are people making money? They're making money wherever they can. This is this is a, a new type of economy, very much built on information changes, information flow, um, the the conversion of, of information to data and from from data to knowledge. Um, that's that's the kind of economy we have, and working from home is a natural outgrowth from that. I I don't I think employers that are going to try to work back to what the workplace was ten years ago, 
that's a that's a losing battle. They've got to they've got to adapt to the new workplace. I mean, I know for myself, I have a remote workforce. I have two people working for me, and we meet online a couple times a week, and we meet in person once a week. It's you know that's kind of that's kind of yeah. workplace we have. Well, there's some you know. Look at I used to say, and I, I before it was cool. I couldn't have been a corporate commuter, and I used to watch when I'd have a meeting unrelated to a corporate type role. Um, if any, you know, it used to be any time in the afternoon in New Hampshire, if you were down around Londonderry, Derry, Salem on 93 at around four or five in the afternoon, the traffic coming north was just headlights of just people who worked in Boston or Massachusetts and lived in Londonderry or Southern New Hampshire because they wanted to live here. And conversely, in the morning, if you had a meeting anywhere down around Boston, for example, or in Boston, you had to leave at five in the morning. Because 93 South, going the same way, was just backed up because it was so stressful. And so you look at places like Atlanta where the traffic stinks. That's putting it nicely. Washington, D.C. and the Beltway. I have nothing against people not wanting to, you know, have a heart attack because they're in the car two hours a day in gridlock. So sometimes, you know, working from home makes a lot of sense. But there's but the employers, some companies traditionally do need people there in the building and in the company to operate. Yeah, there are some there are some. Uh, jobs obviously that need people on site. I mean, don't try to to go up Route 120 around 6:30, 6:45 in the morning when the shift changes at DHMC up here. Yeah. Uh, but there are other jobs where where working remotely is is clearly an option, and 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 more and more, those jobs are quite attractive to people. So I, I think that's that's the way things are going. We move from we we had Casual Friday. Remember, it yeah. used to be suit yeah. and tie all the time, Jack. Yeah. Hey, When's the last time you had to wear a tie into work? Oh, if I do it right, um, other than, you know, funerals and weddings, I won't. Um, hey, Doug, before I let you go, a listener just asked me. Uh, we've had Dr. Vic on a lot of time about this. He's actually written books about it before. It was cool. AI, artificial intelligence. Have you scanned this, no pun intended, and looked at this in terms of implication on the next two to three, four years on, uh, you know, job you know, displacement, if you will, from AI positions, whether it's an attorney or paralegal scrubbing a legal document search in Delaware, AI can do it, some business reporting, you know, media, a lot of different roles. Uh, you know, AI, you can't, technology is a double-edged sword. There might be some hurt, but there might be some gain, but you can't, re, you can't, you can't, you can't put it off. In other words, technology comes and there's little you can do but adapt. I mean, that's why, you know, Microsoft, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk, he's been looking at this for years. What, what do you think on the private sector and jobs? Yeah, I, I think that the old saying is is very apt here that it's it, it, we always overestimate what's going to happen in five years and we underestimate what's going to happen in 20 years. I think that's that's true in spades for AI. What was I reading um, the other day that uh, Michael Cohen's lawyer submitted a brief and Three of the cases were just made up by AI because it could. I mean, I think that the, the, the immediate effects of AI are going to be uh, less, than, less than expected in terms of jobs, more than expected in terms of culture. People will be that much more skeptical of anything they see online. Oh, gee, this is written by AI. Yeah, yeah. But uh, over the long run, in my view, it's kind of like the difference between bookkeeping and accounting. You know how many bookkeepers we have way down. You don't have people keeping books, doing payroll by hand anymore. That's all being taken over. First, it was taken over by spreadsheets, and then it's taken over by by apps. Yeah. But the number of accountants is way up. There's a huge demand for people who actually have the knowledge necessary 
to process the numbers. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a great yeah. user of, of, of accountants and accounting knowledge because that's essential for understanding what's going on. But yeah. you're not going to uh, you're not going to um, go back to bookkeeping by hand. Yeah. All right, Doug, thank you. Worldwide market perspective a little bit early. Thank you, Doug. Jack, you have a great week. Michael Dennehy, Dennehy Boy Group, by the way, I think he's going to be one of our presenting sponsors of our primary coverage, one of our political all-stars as we broadcast live from the West Wing on Tuesday the 23rd. Dennehy joining us. Good morning, New Hampshire, the Pulse of Vintage. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Jack. Hey, Jack, that is such an important point that you just brought up. Listen, we can all, you know, kind of joke, somewhat seriously joke, about him step, him tripping on stairs, tripping over his feet, he can't pick up his feet. That's one thing. But you know what? To watch that video of Joe Biden so confused after a speech that his wife had to rush up on stage. She didn't walk slowly. She rushed up on stage to to literally grab his hand. And, and remember, he, he started speaking again after she grabbed him, like trying to make a joke of it. it this is so serious right now because you're do you, right. Do you Our remember? adversaries are enemies. They see that. Michael, I'm I'm at foot. I, I I know my shortcomings in life, but I know my memory is still pretty good. Do you remember near the end of Ronald Reagan's term? Oh, yep. How venomous the national media was questioning yeah. if Nancy Reagan yeah. was was he all there? Was he yeah. all there? Was he losing it? Do you remember the energy and the the passion around that? Where, where's the, the where, year. Where's the net? Where's the lead of the national news? Is that's right. Was the president? close to passing out today at the end of his speech. Why didn't the president of our country, the United States commander-in-chief, know where he was or where he was going? Where was the question of the White House on that? They're more worried about the Secretary of Defense in a hospital, and this is a little bit goofy, you know, uh, elective surgery, what's going on there? But what about where the questions? Is the the president mentally, his faculties, does he know where he is? Because at the end of that speech, he didn't seem to, like, know what was going on. That's a little more than concerning Maybe not. Why? Why is not a national news story? Yeah, and 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 by the way, the other issue is not just that the president is clearly not in full control of his faculties, but then we don't even have a vice president that is. So it's not even that the president. We just don't even have a backup. So who's running the country? Well, I disagree. (laughs) I I think I think Vice President Harris knows where she is. I mean, you can point about other things. But Joe Biden, I'm talking about cognitive. This is the president. And there are times you want. Let's get back to this letter, though, from the DNC to Ray Buckley, the head of the Democrats here. It's detrimental. Don't encourage your Democrats there or undeclared or independent voters to vote in the in your primary. Don't tell them to vote. Be a good person. Do as we say. Don't encourage them to vote. It's detrimental to what we want. What the heck is that? Yeah, it's outrageous. It's so outrageous. And and uh, I don't even I, I don't even know how Ray Buckley and uh, Senator Shaheen, Senator Hassan, Pappas, Custer, how they can sit by so idly and let this happen to the New Hampshire primary. And it's not just the New Hampshire primary. It's our. They're the ones who like to say democracy is on the ballot. Yeah. Apparently not if you're a Democrat. Or, no, or don't, electing don't a president. You're president. Yeah. You, what the party yeah. bosses. It reminds me of, I said to Representative Phillips, I don't know if you heard the interview. What a refreshing interview. I did not. He said, I said, wouldn't you like to hear more from our own delegation, your colleagues about this letter? And he goes, Jack, they're, they're afraid. They're, they're In Washington, you're told by the party bosses what to do. Yep. And yet he bucked them and he's running on the ballot. 
But what he says is true. It's very refreshing. He said, look, I'm running because you, you need to run for president. You need to meet voters. You need to actually put your name on the ballot. And he goes, that's the problem with both major parties. I mean, to his point, Donald Trump is not debating. He wants to be anointed. But the, at least he's on the ballot. At least he's running. Although some states yeah. don't want him on the ballot, Maine and, you know, whatever. But the point is, on the Democrat side, how hypocritical to basically, totally. you know, tell your voters in New Hampshire, don't vote. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Dean Phillips has not run a more aggressive campaign. Well, I think he might be turning up the heat based on that interview this morning. Yeah, he sh- well, he's got a couple weeks left, and everyone's tuned in, so it'd be good to start at least now. Do you think they're worried that Biden's right enough for de- might, that it might be embarrassing? Is that part of their concern, why they wrote that letter, you think? I do. I think that's, I, I have to believe that's the, the primary reason, no pun intended, Jack, is because they have polling data that is showing uh, uh, that Biden, not only is Biden not doing well, which you already referenced, even among Democrats, but to get them, you know how hard it is to get a right, a serious write-in campaign statewide uh, to get people to write in the name over pe- someone that's on the ballot. It's uh, it's tough to do, and I'm sure they have polling data saying that he, he's not doing well, and who knows, may not even win. Wow. And so regardless, if, if he comes in... If, if Phillips comes within 10 points of him, it's a disaster. Uh, and if he, for you know, somehow gets in front of him, then, then it's about, a crisis of epic proportion. Michael, I've got a few moments left. Michael Denny, Denny Belay Group. It's January 8th, as you know. So my UVM math would tell me it was about, what, 15 days, right? Just yes, about sir. two weeks of the primary. Yes. yes, sir. Let's talk on the Republican side. Yes. The big story at the end of the week was Nikki Haley. I bet you middle of this week we're going to get some new polling. It will be good or bad, but new polling that will show where that race is at. What's it going to show here in New Hampshire between Trump and Nikki Haley? Is this Trump still to lose? Does he win Iowa big, the caucus, which is different than the votes here? Does he win New Hampshire and Iowa and go on to the nomination? Or is this thing uh, uh, up in the air? I expect it's going to show Trump up by double digits. Uh, Nikki Haley's doing everything she possibly can, but the fact remains that Trump is solidly uh, uh, solidly Republican, dominating Republicans. And Nikki Haley is starting to dominate undeclared. So this could just be a classic matchup of Republicans versus undeclared in the New Hampshire primary. And then who votes? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, Michael, great stuff. Enjoy your Monday. Get some shoveling oh. out there. Get the walks done. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and the Thanks, horse stall for your, for your horse. Yeah, Thank you, Michael. I'm on my way. Appreciate All right. It.